morning, everybody. Um, we are on our third podcast. This is Make Some Noise. And it's Nick and Adam from Alchemy. This episode, we wanted to call it Change because I think it's a very apt name and subject because as we go through change and 2020, there's sure been a year of change. How has it been different for you, Adam? What big changes have you made? God, all of them. Yeah, all of them. And I mean, I think it's such a big title. I know, I know you've conjured this one, but this is the topic change, but it's such a big title when you actually look at it. One, one small word, but with so much meaning. So obviously like everyone else changed how you're working, changed how you're living, um, try to, trying to adjust all the time. I think, and also I, I think one of the things is trying to do that and keep your sanity while you're doing it as well. I think that's it. Trying to, you know, adjust, but do it in as positive a way as possible, you know? Um, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a, a roller coaster, as I would say for everyone else. And I was doing a little bit of research beforehand and, um, you know, we all know what change means, but it's, it's very interesting when you actually do a little bit of research about it, that, there is uh, a thing, uh, the fear of change, just like there's so many phobias, like fear of spiders and all that. There's one called uh, a th- fear of change and it's metathesiophobia. There you go. It's a new one on me. Not easy to say. Fear of change from the Greek. And apparently fear of change is evolutionary in humans. It's hardwired into you um, that you don't like change. It's that fight or flight response. Yeah, thing, people like routine. Your hardwired, your 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 hardware is programmed to not like change. Mm. And apparently, people would rather be unhappy than uncertain. Right. It's very interesting because even I don't know years ago, you might see people traveling. Like I went to Australia and London, all these places, and then there were certain people who were just homebirds, and there's no way they would do that. So it's interesting. I think it's to do with personalities too. Um, but yeah, so even on a, I suppose on a personal level for me, change over the last six months. It's interesting. I've been, even at the start of recording our own podcast, I didn't really listen to much podcasts and now I've been transformed. I listen to a lot. And it's interesting, you know, this, this podcast there, what have other people been doing during lockdown and all that but I think um, a lot of it has changed for the better. I think there's a lot of people are more in tune with family life again. It's more of a simpler life. Um, you know, everyone went through the whole banana bread thing and fitness with Joe at the start. Still like banana yeah, bread. Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, I think everybody's a bit more relaxed or ready to like we're already going in from level two to level three in Dublin here by the end of the week so but I think when you know the start of lockdown I might have been oh my god and you know and people having that fear but now we're almost not right. fed up is the wrong word I think you're, you're trans- ready for it you've transformed yeah now because you're kind of going okay well you it's know. that's that's that thing isn't it it's not new anymore so now this yeah, is your routine again. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like people, it's the uncertainty that bothers people. Yeah. Um, now in saying that, I meet people and the, the, I find it's very much black or white. Like you get, um, like 50% of people I meet are like totally comfortable with, you know, 
their new lifestyle, shall we say, and 50% just want to get straight back yeah. to the way things are before. But it's interesting in that routine word, um, it's come up a good bit recently and even our own routine, like before, it was like one of you collect the kids and legging it around, dropping kids here, there and everywhere. But now we're seeing a lot more of the kids. We're also, um, you're not doing that kind of typical leave the house in the dark and come home in the dark, which you might get up at seven, work straight through till two, do a bit of stuff with the kids in the afternoon and then you might work another four hours in the evening. So some days are actually longer, but they feel richer. You've had a bit of family life, you've had a lot of um, production with work and you get your bit of exercise in. And even on the personal, I suppose, fitness level, that can become a bit, not boring, but a bit routine. Not boring. So say you do a hit like me first thing in the morning, you kind of, some days you go, do you know what? I don't want to do it. It's starting to get a bit too samey a routine and your body obviously gets used to similar exercise. So, you know, why not go for a run or a walk or different, shake it up a bit or do your exercise at four o'clock or seven o'clock. So, and I think that way you're still getting your exercise in, but by changing it up, it's still, it's just a bit, you can have a bit of a more energetic day that way. Yeah, I, I think the thing with change is like when you, look into it like change and that kind of personal development or company level development or anything like that that process of constantly transforming is you know a very positive thing Mm -hmm. it's a very creative thing it's very fruitful not to change is not to be fruitful Mm -hmm. so i kind of think of you know when you said this i I thought david bowie and his uh, probably his most famous song changes Mm -hmm. which you know when you you know, I, I knew the song, but when I, I didn't know any of the background to it, I didn't know, you know, why he wrote it and what it was about and all that kind of thing. And what it's actually about is like David Bowie's a man, obviously constantly reinvented himself. You know, he went through all these different phases. And the reason why he did that was because he was afraid of repeating himself. He was afraid of, um, you know, being seen as being a fake or, or you know, he, he was. It was fear that actually drove him to to keep changing. Right, feel like, the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, he was kind of like you know, always trying to push on. It was actually the last song he performed live as well, which is very interesting. You know, mm. so it it's a very autobiographical song, and, and I think it's very interesting that people like that um, constantly search out. You know mm. how to change and how to do it in a way it, they've got a hunger in them it's like uh, I think I was saying to you earlier in the week I was listening to an artist who constantly changed his I suppose drawing style his approach yeah a lot of artists do that actually don't they over the years yeah so instead of kind of in a way I think refining what you do mm. it was almost like he threw out everything he did and started again mm. um, so the, the, there's kind of like this this kind of good and, and, and bad with it. Like it's a process of constant invention, but it's also, it can be a place of like routine brings you a degree of happiness, change drives you to be more fruitful. So it's this balance, isn't it? I mean, when, when we bring this back into say, I mean, organizations or companies, because we do obviously branding, branding's a process of transformation or change or focus or any of these things. I think one of the things we encounter a lot is... The, the, the other side of the coin, which is this organizational change, and we always say to people, we, we don't do that side of things. Um, 
why, you know, when we go into a company and we show them like this, where your brand should go, they, there's always a, a slight degree of fear. Yeah, I think um, like it's, it's more and more, obviously, you know, people are driving change. Consumers are driving change. COVID is driving change. We're moving towards a cashless society. So um, consumers' behavior is changing all the time. And COVID is, is even bringing that, you know, faster and faster. Um, David Redmond was on um, an interview with Unpust there the other day, and he was basically saying, you know, all the goals and targets they've had, that COVID has pushed it on two years in advance of that, but it's just everything is moving so fast. So I think that um, society and people's behaviour is driving change and forcing businesses. Like we've never done so many pitches and proposals in, during the summer. It's almost like we've just come up from air. So organisations are realising, you know what? Our brand isn't so much relevant anymore because it's not engaging with certain target audiences because their behaviour has changed and they're moving, say, for example, you know, we're doing a lot of fintech branding work at the moment. And it's, we're moving more cashless all the time. So, and you've got to look at the likes of the bigger, you know, players out there. You've got Revolut and, you know, there's, you know, 12 year olds starting first year now. And they're all talking about Revolut Junior. So, you know, which is a credit card that parents put money on and it's all about letting them manage their money. So even they're talking about cards and no cash. And so it's very interesting. You know, we always say, you know, even on audiences, it's not so much B2B and B2C. So business to business or business to consumers, it's people's behavior. So organizations and business have to react to that and keep mirroring people's lives back at them. So then they're going to always engage with your brand. So there's no point in you doing something else and, you know, consumers or people's behavior is just doing something completely different. So you always have to stay true and stay relevant. I, I also think it's interesting when you look, when you pick back through, you know, these uh, moments of change, the things that actually, um, you know, are innovative and things that do change the game are not always readily, you, you don't spot them straight away mm. all the time. Mm. So, you know, when Apple, when Steve Jobs launched the iPhone uh, way back when, you know, he had his competitors straight on the TV, just slagging them off. But the price of the iPhone, and why would anyone pay this? And I think the thing about the iPhone is, if you think about it, is the last thing people tend to use the iPhone for is for phoning. The iPhone is now, it's your bank. It's your, you know, as you said there, your cash. It's your, uh, it's your, you know, your hub. It's your, it's your whole kind of gate. It's your newspaper. It's all of these things. And I think sometimes people don't spot it. I, I kind of... What I'm seeing here with, you know, with COVID, COVID's a bit like a recession. It's exactly the same as a recession. Well, we're sort of saying we're yeah. in one now when Google pulled out of this sorting office they were due today last week. I, quite, I, yeah. I think it's very interesting, though, that, like, you know, on the one hand, you have many people going, oh, you know, real nervous about that. But I actually kind of think, well, this is a fundamental opportunity to reinvent the, the city why should the centre of the city be nothing but offices mm. you know people are crying out for accommodation and yet all we're doing is building offices so there's kind of like a total imbalance and I, I think that's what you know obviously recessions are hard on people and all that but they're a chance to really just cut away the fat and go right this is what we should be doing you know and I think that's why we've been doing so many 
pitch some proposals because I think companies suddenly realise, in a way, not so much the business is stopping for them, but that they. No, as I said, their behaviours, consumer behaviour is changing, and that's driving that they need to respond to that. But also, it's it's the as you're saying, it's a great opportunity to go to have take stock, have a look at. Do you know what is our brand relevant anymore? Why do we have so many sub brands? And kind of take a good look at: Are we really hitting the audiences we're meant to be? But also, are we prepared for the future? Yeah. Uh, what is that future? The future's changing all the time. Yeah. So you know, even for twenty twenty one, how are you prepared for that? Like this COVID isn't going away anytime soon, you know. No, so I'm not, yeah. yeah, so it's it's that just been almost been one step ahead, as you're saying with the iPhone. There, it's it's one of those things that you're kind of going, okay. Suddenly, everyone's talking about it, like the Revolut seems to be the new god. Have you, everyone's suddenly saying, "Have you got Revolut?" Or you know, it's interesting. It just suddenly seems to take off. So they're doing something right. Yeah, they they are. I think what's always interesting about innovation or things like that is that um, you know it's it's not always that innovative. It's just the the way sometimes way people use things is different to the way people would think that they would use them. And mm. I think that's really interesting. I always remember this story, you know, when back in the day, people were always texting each other, like phone companies never saw that kind of coming. Like texting was just a thing engineers put on the phone and they never thought people would actually use it. And yet it was a thing people used more than anything else. So I, I think we can't always spot humans and what they're going to do with what we create for them, mm. you know. Um, I think sometimes innovation can be really, really, really simple. You know, and I think one of the things this period is teaching everyone is, is is to get back to being a bit more simple with it. Well, that's it. And as I said there earlier, you know, the the level two is going to level three by tomorrow in Dublin. Uh, but now we're almost ready for that. You, you know, you're not. It's not so much you're in in the, the panic anymore. Going, oh God, a big change, and and it, it's funny. Like there's a certain. Things like my, my hairdresser left local salon there recently and I was going, oh, for God's sake. But you, it's that you're kind of ready for change or I was diagnosed as a dairy intolerant there the other day and you're like, oh God. But again, you're just going, it's a completely different lifestyle. But you just feel you're, you're ready for it now. Yeah, I think there's, I mean, the, the thing I've been ready, there's kind of three degrees of change. The first is the kind of shock that something's new is happening. Second is this kind of acclimatization. You know, you get used to it. And third is just, this is the new normal. Yeah. And once you've reached that stage, it doesn't yeah. matter what you're actually doing. You could be, I mean, people live in war zones and they get on with their day-to-day mm. business. It's just mm. that that's become their normal. It's yeah. like I was, you know, listening to uh, this, uh, this, this guy who was talking about his memories of being in a war zone and, he said, uh, you know, he, they, him and his family came out of the, the bunker one day and um, his brother turned to him and said, well, you know, do you hear that? And this guy was, the guy was going, no, what? The guy was going, exactly, nothing. There was no more bombs going off. It had stopped. Mm. They got so used to that constant noise, that constant thing. And here you have the, the worst case example. So it's it's just really interesting. We pe- Humans are very resilient. We can adjust to anything. Yeah. I think one of the things is, you know, again, reading up on this kind of thing about change is that the the greatest barrier to change is fear, you know, um, in the sense that what are people afraid of with change? 
um, when it's irrational, shall we say, they're not, you know, when it's rational, fine. But when it's irrational, what they're afraid of is that they're not going to be able to do it. Mm. You know, so like if we come back to, say, an organization and you're, you know, there's always kind of a cohort in an organization that really don't want to change. They want everything to go on the way it went before. Even it's usually with, people who've been part of the business for the last 20 years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because they've learned how to do it a certain way. Yeah. They, they, they know that. Resistance to change. And even what I found remarkable with this kind of cohort is even if you show them like this business won't be in business in a year's mm. time look at the facts here's the numbers yeah they still won't change yeah it's interesting that was a really good example was when we rebranded Savvy Credit Union and the previous name was St. Patrick's Credit Union and they hadn't changed the name in 56 years but the future of the credit union was young blood and millennials and you know I never forget the the meeting and the SGM and the convention centre and the average age was like kind of 60 plus and that night is all you know I'd say half of them went into the building going oh my god I'm going to fight for St. Patrick there's no way we're changing this name and then when they saw the benefits and they thought that the credit union wouldn't survive unless they did change the name 87% voted yes that night yeah but so you, you still have as I said there right yeah. yeah I know that's good but you still have 13% who are even being told no yeah this will not be viable and they still but it was a resounding yes absolutely I'm just saying that the, the thing that uh, stopped even even in even in threat of like this won't exist tomorrow if you don't do this mm. um, if you won't leap they just won't do it yeah uh, which is really, you know, and it's that fear of not being able to adapt. Um, change management experts say that those that adapt easiest are those that see any kind of change as a software upgrade. Mm. That's how they, they say okay. it. Okay, yeah. And I think when you think of it in that terms, you know, mm. you kind of go, oh, yeah, they, I, I can do this. But if you see it as a hardware thing, mm. as in I'm fundamentally, I'm not young, whatever I'm yeah. not, you know and it, I think people always kind of assume that changes for the young mm. you know only young people are going to do that and I'm, I'm as you said there 20 years in this business I, I can't be expected to learn new mm. things um, well it's interesting though having said that though we've been talking to so many CEOs and owner of businesses over the years and I have to say and I've said it to various CEOs who've had to adapt and change their year their, change their whole business as technology moves on all the more quicker and faster and like there's um called page boy we work with their customer experience center and they've had to reinvent their business how many times now so change is a really big complex area but if you were i mean if you're to give somebody on an individual on a personal level some advice and then if we were to give somebody like if you're on a business level, some 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 takeaways from that. On a personal level, what 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 advice? What what kind of positives could you say to somebody on on the subject of change? I think on a personal level, um, you've got to be happy, keep happy. Uh, if it starts to get too samey or routine, change it up a bit for the better. Um, be have a more balanced life, so it's not all about work or not all about cleaning the house or it's not all about family. How do you uh, make it a little bit more richer so you're happy within yourself? Take some time out. And I think there's a lot of talk now about, you know, watch out for your mental health with what, everything that's going on. So mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. 
Although do a bit of baking, do whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you chilled. And I think just to be mindful. Sometimes it's not always, you know, easy to recognize. Jesus, do you know what? I'm not in great form today. Why sure. am I great in great form? So to recognize those behaviors, I think. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, that's good advice. And, you know, if we were to say it to a, a business and organization, because um, as you said, there's been a lot of pitches and they're all on the subject of, I suppose, yeah. fundamental change. I think as you're saying, don't be, don't think of change just as you as the business owner and being afraid of it and God, will our figures go down? But how how do you reach out to a bigger, richer audience that, you know, how, are you, how do you stay relevant? And, you know, things are changing faster than we can keep up, as we said. But just to take stock, have a look at your brand. Does it need to be repositioned? If so, you can start that process yourselves by having a look at your brand values and your culture and is everybody united? Is everybody on the same page or is everybody working desperately? Uh, you know, how are you how are you all managing working from home? Are you having daily um check-ins? So it's all about that sort of staying like everybody's so busy, you know, working in the business, but it's taking stock and taking time out to, you know, see how the business is going, what's the business plan for the next you can't really have a five-year business plan in these times. No, I it's like a six-month plan. Or I, I don't know. think a five-year business plan is is is, is a good idea. I mean, uh, I'm all, I'm I'm minded that you know in times of recession and this is you know this is the same kind of thing. It's the business and brands that actually invest um, their time, their effort, their focus, um, who are the ones that prosper, and that's proven time and time again. Mm. So I think the notion that you can just do nothing. Um, yeah, it's the worst thing to do. Don't it's stand still. Ab- absolutely the worst thing yeah. you can do. Um, uh, so I think that's really good advice. Uh, I kind of have one quote that I got from Benjamin Franklin, uh, American president, and he came out with, when you are finished changing, you are finished. So... There you go. It's a lifelong thing. It's mm. not just a case of like, well, I've learned everything I can do at 40. I'm quite happy to 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 stay still. I think you can never stop kind of pushing forward and, and, and learning new tricks. Yeah. As it were. And I saw, I heard, uh, it was a brilliant thing. And it was Jim Gavin, um, Dublin ex-football manager. And he was, he was, I just saw it recently, actually. And it sort of stuck with me that it's, he was talking about, you know, business people and sports people. And are you the type of person that makes things happen? Okay. Watches things happen or asks the question, how did that happen? Okay. So we leave that with you today. So which person are you? That's, a, that's actually a very good and very, very thoughtful one. I'm kind of quizzing myself which one I am. Okay, well, the, that was a, a good one to get back in the, the saddle, as it were. So we will talk to you again on... Uh, on the podcast um, in the not too distant future. Okay. Thanks very much, everyone. Bye everyone.